June 16, 2019. It's a lot from Pedro Show.
Plot for Peter, that's your brother, Matt. Ahoy. Happy Bloom's Day. Yes, happy Bloom's Day, Father's Day, Raymond's Sunday, Jesus. Raymond's birthday. Right. There you go. Uh, one year ago, whoa, you heard a voice. Yeah. That's our guest, brother, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Engineering wonders in Estonia with their Skype software. Before it was kite by the shite. <laughs> we got Peter Prescott, Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, welcome. Welcome aboard, Peter. Thank you, sir. And we start off the show with John Coltrane with uh, Thelonious Monk doing, well, I guess the tape ran out. Or, I, I wonder how they tape gigs. Yeah, uh, trippy. Because, right, there's no cassette yet. Reel to reel. Yeah. You go and you sneak in your reel to reel, or maybe they got the Mission Impossible little, shit. little tiny well, reel to reel. <laughs> so anyway, Pistrophy, and then we got something from your uh, Mini Beast album. Tales of Woa, Part 1. Uh, so anyway, Brother Matt, we got our June gloom full effect here. Yeah, full so, on. You know, right? People who are from old. SoCal, they come here and like, where's all the sun? It's getting old. <laughs> so we say, wait for noon, right? It burns off yep. and shit, but the mornings, it trips them out. <laughs> now, people, it's called marine layer because we got ocean next <laughs> to mountains, okay? <laughs> so you got this cold air, uh, warm air thing uh, uh What's it called? Colluding? Collusion? Some kind of collusion. Weather collide. Some kind of collide. So we get the May Gray followed by the June gloom. That's right. You know it. Waiting for the fucking way high July. <laughs> and by the way, I just got an invite for fucking Vince Gilby here. Oh, yeah. Fourth of July with night. Vince. Vince got the coolest spot right, in town. Yeah. It's over for the fourth, right? Yeah, very cool. Right. Right? A few blocks from Yeah, there. yeah, just in a block the, down. Yeah, I guess they added that thing to the he's old He's got apartment. that sweet place, man. Right? That's they a great added place. That thing to the, and he's a good dude, too. He's he deserves guy. a great spot. Right, right. Uh, anyway, let's get to Peter, our guest. Now, we had your bandmate, Roger, on last week. And I found out through him. You, the guy who actually answered the ad, because he had to connect with Clint going back to another band. But we'll get to that later. I want to go way beyond that. I want to get all like, who's the fucking dude? Morley? When, when, when fucking Scrooge pounds on the hatch and his face is on the knockers. Okay, I want to get all Morley on your ass here. What's your earliest musical recollection? My earliest Morley, one. Marley. Right. Earliest musical recollection. God, it's so boring, you know, but it's, it's got to be the Beatles, you know. I was watching Ed Sullivan, I saw the Beatles. Okay. And I think that was a formative moment because I realized the, the thing about rock music that was fascinating me is the interaction between people playing in a band, how the guitar went with the drums, how the bass went with the vocal, um... That was what fascinated me and really still does. You can, know, can I interject here one trippy yeah. Ed Sullivan bass drum moment <laughs> that always weirded my ass out? Because <laughs> when I met D. Boone, his mom put me on bass, right? I, yeah. didn't, I didn't even fucking know what a bass was, okay? <laughs> but anyway, it looked like a guitar. Right. With four Close. strings. Anyway, there's a song called My Generation. I've heard it. Yeah. There's a bass solo. Yeah. But Ed Sullivan's cameramen don't know. <laughs> put the camera on Mr. Antwist. They got it on Pete. Pete's like, you know, what? And then I guess 
Keith went and put a bunch of powder or gunpowder uh, or some shit, explosive. That just fucked up Pete's ears. Then, That's huh? right, yeah. brother, man. That boom was so uh-huh. boom. And pieces of symbol, I think, went in his hand uh-huh. and shit. But what tripped me out was like the... It wasn't just me who didn't know what the fuck the bass was. The cameraman didn't either, because that was like a guitar <laughs> solo. That was okay. So, so it's well, that, Beatles. That's the thing. The, the 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 vocalist was the the face of the that's group, right. and, and mm. so everybody focused on the vocalist. But I was fascinated by the fact that there's four people there, and they come together to make this one sound. That yeah. was that's the message I got from that. Yeah. Uh, where was this at? Where you saw the Beatles? Well, it was in your parents' pad, probably. But where was I'm that? I'm sure it was. Yeah. But where was that? Uh, that was in Wareham, Massachusetts, which is almost Cape Cod. Okay, place I ain't been to. One time I got to get an invite from John Waters, right? <laughs> right. What's right. it called, Providence? Uh, Pro- uh, Providence Town. Providence Town, huh. right? Yes. Different than the P Town you're living in. <laughs> You're, you're, you're from the old whaler, Nantucket. Right. I remember George yeah. Hurley, whenever we saw Pa Tucket on tour, huh. George already said, oh, yep, Pa fucked it, Ma sucked it. <laughs> Every fucking time. Like, George, you could not get tired of that chew toy. But, but uh, okay, uh, were your parents, was there music in the ha- in the pad besides Ed Sullivan's show? Yeah, you know, uh, supposedly you learn everything from your, from your parents, but I, you know, my parents were fine, but they weren't very into music. I think the, the only thing my mom did was force me to take piano lessons, which kind of, kind of put me off being a musician rather than got me into it. Was there um, a, piano, a piano in your pad? There was. Did she yeah, play? So I, I, it's like I had some, some, you know, instruction force fed into my skull, but I, that that wasn't what I wanted to do. How old were you? I don't know, probably 10, 12. Okay. Now, did she play piano? No, she did not. She just wanted to force me to. Now, why was one in the pet? Pa- oh, it was for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they were more like listeners. They had some records and a radio and stuff. Yeah, they, but, but it, it wasn't... A, Let's put it this way. I had to find that stuff outside of my home. Okay, okay. What about school? Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? You know, I hate to say it. I think the only instrument I played in school was the clarinet. <laughs> Dude, that's what I tried to play. They kicked me out after 10 weeks. But I, tri- I, I tried the licorice stick. Play. <laughs> uh, Mr. Looney said, why you try hard? But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you do yourself a favor, me a favor? And they looked at the whole class. <laughs> All of us a favor. <laughs> yeah, so I never took music again in school. <laughs> that was fucking seventh grade, too. I went yeah. to the school of D. Boone of music. So, <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult Records. <laughs> so, so uh, you try. Well, how did your clarinet adventure go? What's that? How did your clarinet in school adventure go? You know, I, again, I, I, I think I, not, not very well. I mean, I, <laughs> I guess I played it okay, but I think eventually why I ended up like hitting stuff, i.e. drumming, 
was because it, it, it just felt more organic to me. I, I, like, my, I don't have a real organized musical mind. Let's, let's be nice about it and say that. Yeah, well, you know what? This ain't about your mind. This is about your journey. And it's, yes. you know, I mean, it's good enough. And there's lots of roads to get us to where we are now. So I'm exactly. curious about yours. And I know the listeners know there's more than one way than behind the music VH1 bullshit. <laughs> so this is an antidote to that kind of fucking jive shit. Let's hope so. Okay. So how did you get on the drums? Um, I think, you know, I after I tried those instruments and... You know, I wanted to play guitar because that was the cool instrument, but I, I just didn't, I didn't feel it. And I, I, my dad bought me a set of crappy drums and then how I was old? like, how old? Uh, maybe 13, 14. So this is three or four years past the piano nightmare. Correct. And, and, and look, let's get straight because we've had a lot of people have nightmares with piano as youth. And a lot of it seems depends on the fucking teacher. You know, my teacher was fine, but it, you know what piano lessons are. It, it's it's kind of a um, it's it's a safe little avenue to to sort of have some fun rather than any kind of a musical career for most people. And and it you know I suppose all those things were were steps in in the direction I wanted to go. I, I would only say the the primitive quality of, of hitting something appealed to me the most. Sure, sure, sure. And it's called beat music. But I will say, even though everybody thinks of guitar, rock and roll is actually a piano instrument. That's where it started, Little Richard. It's a percussive world, baby. Yep, Jerry Lee Lewis. They weren't yep. fucking slinging guitars. Yeah, that's fact, true. There's a real important guy playing drums for Little Richard. Earl Palmer, he invents the fucking, you know, not using the kick drum for just bombs and, you know. Yeah. yeah. I know Palmer is, yep. Earl Palmer, incredible kid. Just passed away in New Orleans for a long time, but he lived here. He did a lot of work here. Actually, I got a record by him called Drumsville. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got to thank your pop, though. But you asked him, right? You put the thought in his head. I did, yeah. Look, I want to play uh, Tales of Woe Part 2.
frustration was coming at me fast In my younger days, I didn't have to say I had no concept of living with decay But with my feet in the fire and my face in the mud I chip away with these questions I ask you for fun I chip away at my calmness and stability I chip away at my life's simplicity
location. Thank you. Watch for Pedro Show. Yeah, Peter and his mini beast doing Tales of Walla. Part two. It's funny, too. It's Tales. Like with a high. Right? It's yeah, not like a story. It's like a fucking appendage, right? What's it called? Coxic? We have a little yeah. one, right? Little yeah. You fall and break it. It's fucked. Yeah, you right? don't yeah. feel so little then. Yeah, you don't feel so little. <laughs> and then Thick Blanket from uh, The Healers. The JV nonlinear guitar version out of Illinois. High Tides of Sunwear. They got a brand new album out. Mr. Tom uh, enlightened me to that. If so, so what? With the big frustration. I can't remember where they're from. Wharton Tears and Subble. I know that's Manhattan. I got to play with Bob Quine. Recorded at his place. With uh, Lee Ronaldo. Uh, cloud, uh, Klaus Burst. Not Cloud, but Klaus. <laughs> Burst. <laughs> <laughs> Klaus Nomi <laughs> I don't know and Nervous Gender after that Babyface live on the radio I think it was uh, Richard Meltzer's show Hip Cats from Hell way back in the late 70s uh, Babyface right if you're doing wrestling you're either a heel or a babyface right? that's correct John Morocco came in as babyface went out of heel maybe that's the way it goes Mesothetics that's Joe Lally's back, living back in the US and he's got a band with Brendan from Fugazi and uh, Your Own World Rent Party, brand new from Chicago. Welcome to the Catastrophe. And finally, Mini Beast with your exact location. I love when they want to know that shit, right? They ask you on these uh, devices. Yeah. No, I don't want you to know that. <laughs> you need to okay, know get back to your... So your, your pop gets you a, a drum set, and you said it was a shitty one. Why was it a shitty one? Uh, you know, it's a, it wasn't a shitty one. It was a beginner one. Okay. But, um, I mean, when I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the urinals and Kevin told me his, his drum set had paper heads. <laughs> Maybe it was for little kids. <laughs> I was beyond that. I mean, mine, mine was, was real enough, real enough that I actually started playing with people shortly after that. Whoa. Really? Now, now, now what, what do you mean? Like garage band, basement band, bedroom band? Garage band, Led Zeppelin covers, Black Sabbath covers. Ah, okay, yeah. so you're copying songs off records. Oh, so exactly. you're, you're, you're listening to Bill Ward, you're listening to uh, John Bonham. You bet. Okay. Because I, I always wondered what your influences were. Wow, okay. Well, you know, it, it was the sort of... Um, it was the rock of the day, which was probably 72, 73 in that area. Yeah. But I think I always like this, the weirder, more fucked up cuts by Zeppelin or Black Sabbath or Blue Oyster Cult. Um, so that kind of led me. Well, I'll tell you, that drum line to Black Dog is pretty much out of time. <laughs> it's bizarre. I mean, it's, it's as strange as anything. So. No, all those those bands that were sort of mainstream at the time had yeah. some pretty bizarre moments. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. No? Absolutely. And we had, uh, well, obviously there was dudes doing punk in the 60s like Stooges and Captain Beefheart, but we didn't call it that yet. Well, also, I, I'll be honest, I didn't run into those things until at least the mid-70s. Okay. Okay. Can you tell me about... What are the first gigs you did in front of people on drums? Um, you talking about back then in my childhood? No, after you died, came back. 
Yeah, Peter. <laughs> well, after I died, when I went to heaven, I actually played with uh, Rocky Erickson uh, a, a few minutes ago. That's and, uh, no, um, the 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 first one, I guess, in in one of those cover bands. I'm going to tell you the names of these bands, and and you know, this is about as much as close as I want to get to exposing my past. One. <laughs> One was called Plymouth Rock. Yeah, of okay? course. <laughs> the next one, which had some of the same people in it, was called Mordor. M-O-R-D-O-R. Yeah, Tolkien. <laughs> so, you know, we were Stonehenge and way back. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're not going to write your own songs, you might as well spend all the creative energy on the band name. <laughs> <laughs> Right? That's the antidote. Right. I think Rocky the, told me that after I died went down. <laughs> there was none put into the... Uh, what was his band? Know. You know his band before the 13th Floor Elevator was called The Spades. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That might not fly today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the clubs. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, can you tell me about some of the first gig? Because I'm, I'm just curious. Like, was it scary? Did it go over good? Was it a nightmare? You know, when I when I uh, first started playing, I played uh, with no shoes on. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, 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 Grant Hart. Grant Hart, I was just going to say. Um, so I did that for a while, and then uh, I, I, there was one crucial show that I blew off because I wanted to go sailing with my girlfriend and her uncle. And so they kicked my ass out of that band. Whoa. And that taught me a great lesson. I had to decide, you know, uh, it, does, it doesn't mean you can't have relationships with women, but you can't blow off shows. Especially with you <laughs> using significant others' Skype account right now. Exactly. <laughs> You catch my drift. Yeah, you gotta do the gigs. You know what I forgot to ask you? What was the first album you bought for yourself? First record? Oddly enough, it was either the Kinks, Muswell, Hillbillies, or or Tommy by The Who. Whoa. And what was the first gig you saw? First gig I saw... <laughs> it was either... Is either Jethro Tull or David Bowie doing Ziggy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of those. Okay. I just had yeah. to ask them things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, between Mission of Burma and Plymouth Rock, what was happening for you musically? <laughs> <laughs> what lies there? Yeah, yeah. What was happening for you musically? And, and learning the big lesson about not missing gigs for sailing. Well, okay, the, the, the first original band I was in was called The Malls, M-O-L-L-S. Yeah, like a gangster's girlfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think they, they there was some sci- sci-fi connotation to oh, it. Oh, Mordor. <laughs> Orcs. <laughs> but, Trolls. But, you know, the Malls is probably the most... Uh, put out a single and it's probably the most collectible record that I'm connected to. Whoa. Um, it, it actually was, was comped on the killed by death stuff and they were a really, uh, I see, I saw them play 
when I started coming up to Boston to see shows, I saw them play with a band that Roger and Clint were in called Moving Parts. Right, Roger talked about that last week. Yep, and uh, uh, we uh, the Malls had a bassoon player who looked like Fidel Castro. <laughs> of course, I'm serious. <laughs> and, okay. and he, you know, you know where you see bassoon players. You know how most churches have angels with harps. With the fucking Familia Segria, you know, in Barcelona. They're, they're fucking, the angels are playing bassoons. <laughs> really? I heard about, I wouldn't shit you. No, Peter, no. Well, I heard about bassoon and oboe because you gotta like, that double reed thing, you gotta focus your breath. A lot of them no, cats get, they get strokes, they get, uh, uh, things man. blow up in their wow. brains. Wow. Well, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, I like, moving parts had a bassoon player. No, 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 uh, the Malls did. Oh, Malls did, I'm sorry. Yeah. Had a bassoon, um, excuse me, put out uh, that one single, and then they kicked me out. Shit, what was that for? Uh, I don't think, I, I think my playing was, was had gotten to a point where it was pretty good in that band. Um, I think they wanted to switch... They, they wanted someone else to play drums that they were friends with, that they were familiar with. I was sort of an outsider, and I, I was a few years younger. Um, but when I was kicked out of that band, and I remember seeing moving parts, I, I remembered Clinton Roger, and I knew that they had broken up, so I tracked those motherfuckers down. Ah, that was bitching you did that. <laughs> I, I knew, I, I just... I knew the way those guys played, I knew I wanted to play with them. Wow. And uh, I found uh, I found Clint, I think it was a bartender at a place in Cambridge, and you know, I said, "Are you what are you guys doing? Are you, are you trying to form something new? Do you need a drummer?" And uh, so I tried out and they they put me through three tryouts before they finally said yes. Whoa. Three strikes, three strikes, you're in. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're at the end of the June 16, 2019 edition of Peter Show. Brother Matt me, a special guest, Peter Prescott, hold tight for hour two. June 16, 2019, it's the second hour the lot from Pedro Show.
Live from Pedro Show. Start the second hour with Handed. Many beats. Handed. This song title has started a whole big discussion here with Pedro. Thank you so much, Peter. They're in Providence for getting our fires lit. Yeah. Then Hi-Fi Club out of Toulon, France with Low Lamp Poetry. You know about Low Lamp Poetry. Better than Interrogation Lamp Poetry. Joe Bison with Felix Gebhardt doing a duo. The beginning, the end, and the beginning. Uh, Kay out of Macedonia with Plavo Polno. No. Sorry. My Macedonian friends for fucking up your language. <laughs> um, Minuteman with June 16th. I thought it was kind of appropriate. That's today? Yeah, that's today. And yeah, somebody was asking, how do, how do we know it's about today? Because it's an instrumental. I said, well, look at the fucking title. Uh, anyway, some things are just too obvious. And then the mini beast with the swearing from the... Now, you did a bunch of... You know, uh, people, listeners out there, a lot of you probably weren't in the era of Minutemen and Mission of Burma, but Mission of Burma toiled a lot in a cir- circumstance that did not have alternative and all this crap. They they had to sock it out and uh, actually took a powder. And Peter went on to the Volcano Sons, which was an excellent band. Had many incarnations, got to share the stage many times with them. In fact, one of the bass men, uh, Bob Weston, saved the day when I was doing a live recording because the nut bro- broke off my bass and I hired this mm. a mobile unit. You know, it was lose $6,000. <laughs> and with his Squire 2... With no knobs on it or something, <laughs> shit, he saved the day. Thank you, Bob West. So, uh, uh, Volcano Sons was always interesting. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, you were a very big part of uh, Mission of Burman, so even though you were at last added on and it took three tryouts, to me, you were a big part of that band just as much as Roger and Clinton were. But, but, but there was something about Volcano Sons that was really you. And I've always wanted to ask you about that. I've never had a, a chance chance to. I think the first time we played together was, do you remember Wes, Randy Hine? And he used to, his ma used to make ch- chicken for us at the living room there in Providence? Uh, yeah, I th- we did play with the Minutemen there. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so, and I think he got ran over on his bicycle or something. I think you're right. Yeah, I think he's terrible. passed away. Yeah, terrible, terrible. But... Uh, so I, I I remember that verse. Some Bob Weston, Bob Fay. I mean, there's been a lot of cats. Uh, yep. <laughs> and stuff, but it was always Peter Prescott's Volcano Sons. In a way, it was kind of like a, another side of your musical persona. T- tell me about that band. I guess I. I mean, I started to write uh, toward the tail end of Burma. Yeah. But um, I think when when Burma stopped, I think my main I mean I mean I liked it, the the general sort of uh, hardcore inflected dissonant you know shout vocal kind of thing. Yeah. But I knew the difference the difference that I wanted from Burma to the Suns. I I would confess is some sense of the absurd and and humor. Uh, you know, just because uh, I because I, I feel playing music is a ridiculous thing, and that if you have to do it, you have to embrace the ridiculous. So I think that that was sort of a core Volcano Sons idea that 
what 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 the hell are we doing up here? This is ridiculous, but it's you know it's a fun thing. So I I think that was the main difference. Burma was a much more serious toned. Yeah, I was band. just going to say not uh, not just uh, you know. Uh, you know, flit and, and tap it, but bear hug humor, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys, uh, yeah, your, your your songs were hilarious. But then uh, there was an earnestness. You didn't, I mean, it wasn't a weird Al Yankovich band. No, no. I, I, see, that, that's, a, that's the interesting thing. I think everyone thinks that, uh, you know, if if you in, enjoy the, the absurdity in a situation, that you're a joke band. But that doesn't, I don't think that has to be so. I, I mean, uh, Black Flag, Jesus Lizard, uh, Fire Hose. I, I have laughed so Flipper. hard uh, at those shows because it, there was just so much joy involved in it that it was funny to me. Yeah, you know when we when I wrote history lesson, I put we were fucking corn dogs. Yeah, and you know it can be a verb, it can be an adjective. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the, the idea is that, is that there's some kind of joy in Okay, okay. I, I mean, I just always wa- wanted to I ask you about it. I want to sample that sound. And, and I th- want to sample that sound. That was a good one. Because it's Sunday, and in Pedro, uh, we call these uh, devices on the motorcycles dick extenders. They also <laughs> got some on cars. <laughs> and... Uh, you don't want to keep. You don't want to keep your dig extender a mystery, so you flaunt it. <laughs> <laughs> and brother Matt living on the pleasure point yeah, here. He's it's got, like a parade. It's like a parade <laughs> going by. Yeah. He's got the box office seat. There must be a band called Dick Extender. Or <laughs> <laughs> there is now. No, too serious. <laughs> Too serious. Yeah. I think Sean Hannity makes money. <laughs> or the pills to make you think you got it. Maybe. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, I mean, what did you get out of Volcano Sunday? I mean, you went to the mat many times, you know, remember those days. Tour after tour, you know. And yeah, there was a lot of touring. Right, right, right. And then, and also, you were way into like every tour is going to have a record. You guys were like Huskers. You recorded all the fucking time. Uh, what What do you think you learned all out of all that? Um, you know, I suppose because Burma didn't do that much touring. No. I suppose I I learned every angle and every corner of of being in an indie rock band in the eighties. I mean, that's that's what everybody did. That's what you did. That's what. Yeah. Uh, That's what you I know, still do. <laughs> all the bands on Homestead, all the bands on SST, all right. the bands on Touch and Go. Right, right. Uh, you know, and in fact, we were on all those labels. <laughs> sure, sure. And in a lot of ways, it goes back to vaudeville. I mean, this, yeah, it was an old tradition. You're exactly right. Right. I still, I'm still doing it. By, by the way, when you say 80s, I'm thinking of Michael Azrod's book. What you think of? Can I ask you? I didn't ask Roger, but I should ask you. Ask me what? What did you think of that? Of the book? Well, you're part of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's no wrong answer, okay? <laughs> well, no, I, I, I love the book, but I, I, I love the, let's put it this way. It was the first time that someone had grouped together all these bands that really didn't have too much to do with each other and said, like, 
this this was a movement, you know, that that was so so definable, and and each band had their own personality. Um, but there was there was ever a name given to it, you know, and they, and they were they were never celebrated like I thought they should have been. I mean the the butthole surfers, the uh, the Minutemen, you know, everybody needed to be reminded of what of what those bands did. I thought, and I was glad it was there for that reason. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember because it was around that alternative kind of voiced and like right. all this. Uh, what do you call it? Revisionism was like Sex Pistols to Nirvana, nothing in between. Right. <laughs> and it was important that it, I, we were the meat and the sandwich, I guess. The baloney you know? seat. We call it the baloney <laughs> seat on the airplane. <laughs> there you go. The Scotty told me that's what his ma said. Scotty, you're just the baloney. Ronnie, you know, Kathy, you're the baloney. <laughs> the baloney seat. Yeah. Of, you know, me and Larry just did a tribute for him that's going to come out for a record store. we missing rock action big time. But what uh, you point out is very important, Peter. I'm glad you said it the way you did. Thank you so much. And now, I'm also very grateful, Brother Matt, for bringing forth the spin cycle. Very cool. They call me. Controlling on some get together drops. If you work too hard and you need a little rest, try my easy life rub or put some of my balls fixed jam in your breakfast. Try a little bit of. Head now. Tripper, the saddle of green, green, 
Tuesday in my hand Then it tripping up Back down the body You know I'm the last of the best I'm known as a green green man Sell it Wall water if your neighbors give you trouble, put your business in the street. Seal a Jupiter, my whole car, they just won't be beat. Try my dragon's blood, my drawings hiding, my sacred sand. Mess a little black cat oil if your woman got another man. Some goof of dust, we need a light fire, a ball stick, fine, I know you need not the palm of your hand. Devil she's strange, Put her on your woman's feet and see she don't know that one and bury her from No, 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 no. Gree, gree, gumbo. Yeah, yeah. Here now,
I could do it for you And they'd feature my face all over the place For all the good things that I do No doubt Like I might get my name in the Hall of Fame Or even in a book of who's who But what am I worth on God's great earth If I don't mean nothing to who
made you do what you did to us just now with your spin cycles? Well, it all started off because of we lost Dr. John, another one. It seemed like oh, yeah. every week we got somebody yeah. dropping, so, man, he saw Dr. John a lot. He, was, he lived hard. Yeah, man, he, got, he was probably pretty he amazed to get 77 around, right? he get miles, 77 years, years out of that life. Pretty amazing. Right. Then I saw Dave Alvin the other day. He yeah. was doing the 25th anniversary of... Oh, uh, the Grammy? Yeah, for King of California. Okay. And uh, so... Played some Sid Straw since she's her old yeah. pal, and now it's a bitchin' tune. She's up in Vermont. Yeah, somewhere back there. And Meat Puppets, Seatbelt's gonna be playing tonight at Godmother, so I got right. some Scott in there. And, uh, yeah. So there Thank you have so it. So much, brother man. We're at the end of the second hour, June 16, 2019. This is what Peter, so special guest, Peter Prescott. Back with you, Peter. Yo. Type Hour 3. June 16, 2019, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
Wofford Pedro Show. Yeah, we <laughs> Wofford Pedro Show. We started uh, the third hour off with warm gear for Mini Beast. National Debt with who I thought was great. Darkness <laughs> at noon. Then the actual crane from Idaho, you depend. Victory parades. Another umbrella shopping at the mall. And finally, Yo Limbo for Mini Beast. Tell us about Mini Beast. How did this whole thing get started? Okay. Um, toward the end of uh, Burma's second life. Oh, yeah, I should which, tell the listeners. After Volcano Sins, you guys, the Burma actually got back together. Got well, second men got to open up for Burma at the Fillmore in the city. Oh, that was uh, a, an amazing moment, man. Um, yeah, it, we, we planned to do a couple shows, and it turned into 14 years. Um, <laughs> that that's, that's the shortest way to put it but um, it was a blast to reconnect and make new music with those guys I think toward the end of that run I think you know you, we, had, we had done what we needed to do and um, I think everybody was sort of thinking of uh, another post-Burma life and that's what Roger was saying last week yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think we probably hung on a few years too long, but most of it was a, a pretty wonderful experience. Yeah, I had um, a good time. In fact, the L.A. Theater here, I got to do Stooges 1970 with you. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and and you did that a lot more, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so, so you're saying out of that, it really drove home this thing you wanted to get the project going that was Peter Prescott. Well, you know, I, I I wanted to make music that was probably a lot more instrumental, a lot more driven by the drums and the bass. Um, not not like vocal guitar songs. I was just fucking sick of those. You know, I yeah. I just felt I'd done it like most of my life, and yeah. I really wanted to find um, some good players. They, they could do the drum and bass thing and allow me to be the gremlin that hopped around and, and acted like a buffoon. And so we went through a few different phases. It, it, it wasn't supposed to be a live band initially. It was just me putting out those solo records. Uh-huh. And when, when uh, my gal pal Lisa and I moved to Providence, yeah. I, I ran into a whole new batch of people. So it, it sort of gave me a second wind. And, and I thought, like, maybe this would be a fun thing to, to you know, actually play outside with. So so um, Mini Beast actually happened before you moved to Providence. Correct. The, the genesis of it, yeah. Okay. okay. But the guys you're playing with now, they're Providence guys, right? Well, they're nearby. Or they're, nearby. They're not, they don't live in Providence, but the band is based in Providence. Okay, okay. And, and how'd you find? And who'd you end up with? Finalized. Um, the the drummer's name is Keith Seidel, S E I D E L. The bass player is Niels La White. Um, the the bass man joined us about four months ago, um, and the uh, drummer came into the fold about three years ago, and. The um, and why'd you want to why'd you want to stop drums? I you know I wanted to be uh, like I said I wanted to be the gremlin that sort of like hopped around and made the extra sounds. You I can't didn't, hop I, around I, I, sitting on a stool. 
Well, I, I guess so. I, I've done that most of my. Or was music it the Grand, uh, Grand Hart, Dave Grohl, a lot of these guys? They, what do you say? Graduate? I guess. From the drums. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that I was completely sick of drumming, and and to be honest, Mini Beast has always been driven by the drums. Sure. I just didn't want to be the guy to do that. I wanted someone better than me. <laughs> and and I actually found. I found a couple guys that were better than me, and and uh, so it's been sort of a um, revelation to to have the the rhythm so prominent, but but I don't have to worry about driving it. Okay, okay. Uh, tell me what the first Mini Beast gig was like, since it was never meant to be a gig band. Um, like most of the bands I've been in, the first gig that the band plays always sucks <laughs> uh, like I always go out and play before it's a finished thing I, before you're I, ready I wanted to grow up in public so <laughs> the, the the first show um, Mini Beast played I think was opening for Burma and I, I we weren't very good and it wasn't the fault of the other people it was that you know I kind of sucked at it but I, I think in the meantime that was about four or five years ago yeah and I think in in the meantime I've gotten really good at it, but like I say, I like to I like each band to grow up and uh, fall down in public. Sure, sure. I want to play the floor.
outside the winter wind is blowing Cold pervades the darkened room Your state of mind tends to slump into a mess of hope and gloom As you breathe your heart is beating Fierce regrets arising Waves a call is made to perfect strangers Take from you your sad malaise Random moments of familiar scenes Aromas, textures, sounds Such kind lips brush your ear Lust and longing spin around Yet you sense an undermining A distant haunting thrum of dread Courage flows throughout you darling Wise and tender tears you shed Been with you all along You just don't recall what you wanted Many times along this path Swept up in harsh confusion Shoved about by random wrath And frequently you do wonder Wonder just what have you done With this singular rarity Is it finished? Was it begun? Doubtless you have no sweet beauty Savoring all that you could Springtime evenings in a garden Autumn walks in brilliant woods Random moments of familiar scenes Aromas, textures, sounds Such kind lips brush your ear Desire and longing mix around
supposed to be yeah the, the what is a bass player I, I i you know but you can apply that to, to any musician you know Absolutely. like what 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 are they doing in this group at any given moment you know that role can change too it doesn't absolutely. have to be absolutely absolutely i mean yeah. you you picked up on that a lot of people That's thought it was some sure. kind of a sexual thing well <laughs> let's just say i can speak why <laughs> All right. So now that you got the record out, is there going to be a mini beast tour? Uh, we're going to try to put as much touring together as we can. Um, we 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 haven't started doing that yet, and the the record's technically not out till September. Okay. Uh, and actually, there's two records here. We're, we're we're putting out two records at once. One they're both called Mini Beast Ism, 
but one is uh, silver, one is gold. So they're two full-length records, not that many songs, but songs that go on for days. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, where can people find out about you on the internet? Um, minibeast.net. I got a Minibeast Facebook page. Okay. And, you know, we, we do want to get out and, and get to the rest of the country. We, we had toured a little bit. Um, you know, we did a week with Perubu last year. And I, I, I hope that we can uh, get to the West Coast to ASAP. Yeah, you know, we, we do, we do, we do I know I'm going to get to play with you in October in Somerville. Exactly. Uh, so, people, that's M-I-N-I-B-E-A-S-T dot net. If you want to check out Peter's uh, music with his new project, I big time recommend because it's fucking bitching. And, and get out here. I would love to do some gigs with you, too, Peter. Absolutely. Uh, very uh, trippy idea. So so you recorded both albums at the same time, but you released the material as two different records. Yes. Uh, and where'd you record this, it? This, this is the thing. We liked everything we recorded. We mixed it all. And we, we in terms of uh, just time, it was either going to have to be a double album or we would have to take some stuff away. Yeah, and, sure, I understood. You know, there, there ain't no rules in the music world right now, and, yeah. and we don't care, and we don't give a fuck anyway. So That's good. Basically, we said, uh, it doesn't make any sense, yeah. but we want to put out two records at the same time. One's going to be gold vinyl, one's going to be silver where, vinyl. Where did you record it? We recorded it at a, at a wonderful little place um, in Lincoln, uh Rhode Island called Distorted Forest. Okay. I highly recommend it. Great sounds. Whoever, who's the cat there? Uh, Jared Mann, M-A-N-N. Jared, Jared uh, did a I, fucking I highly great, recommend it. He did a great job. I love the fucking earthy sound of it. It's Good. very happening. And it's been such an honor to have you on, Peter. When, you, when Mini Beast gets ready for the triple album, please come on and talk about it again. You bet I will. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Matt, thank you for your always essential aiding in a bed. People, it's been the June 16th, 2019 <laughs> edition of Waffle Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>